1: Hi-hat magic in that song Welcome back, another great episode of the Scoreboard Addicts Podcast Unfortunately, TJ's out of town So it's me, Nick, and Anthony the Rook And it's
0: just the two of us We can make it if we try to
1: which is always sad, but at the same time, we make it work. We persevere. We triumph above and beyond the call of duty because that's how we get it done here at the Scoreboard Podcast. Interesting week of sports to talk about. How are you feeling today, my dear friend, Anthony the Rook? I'm good. I'm good, Nick. I'm, I'm, how are you? How are you feeling? My lips are chapped. Other than that, I'm pretty damn good. Still, man. I'm, is that a beer scoreboard. you're drinking? Is that why? This is uh, Ace Tea. Oh, I thought it was like a really dark. I mean, Arizona, ah. New York's very own Arizona iced tea. Nice. The thing but, is, uh, I'm watching this game. This O'Neill Cruz guy is gigantic for a shortstop. He's six seven. Insane. Well, you could thank uh, you could thank Cal Ripken Jr. for that. Yeah, because uh, yeah, Cal and Jr. was really the first shortstop to ever be over like six foot one. Mm-hmm. Shortstops yeah. used to be little guys. But then again, baseball players used to be little guys. If you really want to analyze it, Mickey Mantle was like 5'10, 5'11. Roberto Clemente, Yankees obviously playing the uh Pittsburgh Pirates, Roberto Clemente, personal hero of mine. Um yeah. he's only like 5'10, 5'11 as well. And uh, Aaron Judge actually remarked yesterday about how impressive it was that he swung such a large bat being as, you know, the size that he was. I mean, he's about my size. I, I I played, I'm not a professional. I played baseball. I swung a 34, 31. So 34 inches long, 31 inches, uh, 31 ounces. Um, which is pretty standard for most people that if you don't have like custom bats made, your bats arguably going to be about a negative three. So negative three, meaning however many inches your bat is, uh, your, your, the weight will be minus three on the ounces. So if you have a 33 inch bat, you have a 30 ounce bat. Um, but uh, I believe uh, Clemente had swung a thirty-five ounce bat. Wow, That's which impressive. is pretty pretty heavy. Um, yeah, it's cool. They all went, went to the Yankees yeah, all went to the Roberto Clemente Museum. They did as uh, as a as a, yeah. um, as a team building uh, exercise. Yeah, yeah, which was good, you know. And and I was glad that um, that Garrett Cole was the one that kind of set it up. Um, and, well, he, to, he used uh, to play in Pittsburgh. So he was uh He did. It was it was him and Tyone. They they yeah. set it up for them to go. Uh three three Yankees on the team right now have uh have that are previously having played for the Pirates. Um that being Garrett Cole, uh Clay H- uh Holmes, and uh Tyone. And Jamison Tyone, who did not pitch to his ability yesterday, but it seems to be the Severinos covering down today um with that. But I'm, I'm trying to find where where they talk about the the weight of that bat. Yeah. I, I want to say, yeah, he, he swung like a 35 inch bat, a, a, a 35 inch, 33 ounce bat. That's what yeah. uh, that's what Judge uses. Oh, Judge uses a 35 much. inch, 33 inch bat. All right, 33 ounce bat. Clemente swung a 36 inch bat with that weighed 38 ounces. Wow. That's a big piece oh, of lumber yeah. swinging around yeah especially when you talk about the, the difference of their sizes if you're saying <laughs> I' at these like five eleven and judges like what judges like six seven six, six seven six eight yeah six seven six eight something like that yeah also this O'Neill Cruz kid though he uh he's actually named after Paul O'Neill. he is that he are, is which would have been funny to have our guest Tj on to talk about uh his hate his hatred for i wish we could get in contact with paul o'neill and let him know i'm actually I'm wearing my favorite baseball player right now i they got know, the bernie williams on yeah there you go you know it's funny uh we joke about tj being a guest but like he hasn't been on like three weeks so <laughs> <laughs> like it's coming to fruition that the the running joke of him being a guest the the running. The, we're gonna replace him with coach westoff <laughs> yeah and he won't be here next week too because his cruise is nine is nine days wow all right well well then.
0: <laughs> um DJ
1: for like almost a month. <laughs> yeah. Since well, since we're already talking about baseball, let, let's get into baseball. Yeah. I wanted to get into baseball to start with because uh a lot of potential traits of the New York Yankees. You know, obviously we have some issues in outfield with uh, you know, obviously Gallo and Hicks not performing to their you know utmost up- utmost uh you know potential. I, I, I think they are they are performing exactly to their potential. <laughs> Well, I mean the potential that people well potential, not what they're actually capable of. You know what I mean? It's there is a difference. There's a potential there. Do you ever exceed or get to that potential? Are, are we talking about the potential we want them to have or the potential they always had? Potential we want them to have, or the potential. Oh, we because have. I always knew they were trash. You did well, Hicks, yeah, I mean. I'll give you this. Gallo's a decent outfielder. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to let you know this right now. Having played baseball my whole life, defense is the easiest part of the game to improve on. Nobody ever lost at-bats because they couldn't catch. (laughs) That's true. There are some people that actually made entire careers over the fact that they couldn't catch, but they could smash. I promise you, if you can hit a baseball, they'll find a place for you in the lineup. No, I I, I agree with that. Manny Ramirez is living proof of that. I'm trying to give Gallo some sort of – I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. He plays for the New York Yankees. He, no, he doesn't deserve it. He doesn't deserve any like reprieve from the hatred that he's receiving on a regular basis, especially with that bullshit interview he did earlier this season where he basically said, I strike out a lot, and you guys need to get used to it. You need to go find someplace else to play. That's what you need to do,
0: yeah, maybe somewhere in
1: Mexico or Japan. Did you see the stat recently of uh, 32 strikeouts in the month of June for Gallo? And uh, Tony Gwen had 27 strikeouts in his last three seasons. Combined. Combined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. And, and somewhere there's some analytics nerd saying that Tony Gwen wasn't a good baseball player <laughs> because he didn't hit home runs. Joey Gallows. Oh, he just picked him Tony off. Well, they said he picked him off. When I was he actually, did. They're saying, no, he didn't. That kid good. is long and lanky like a wide receiver. Yeah. Oof. Ooh, That's close. He just did the uh, nah, he's safe. What's this? What's the basketball player? Yes, yeah, uh, the uh, yeah, he just did the Matumbo at him. Ooh, nah, he's not, that he's angle made it a, lot, a lot closer than it was. Yeah, the umpires wanted to punch someone out because <laughs> that's a really bad call. He's really in there. Yeah, I think he was safe. Yeah, I think he's safe too. So. Um, so back to what we're talking about, the Yankees' potential trade. So one of the rumors going around that people are saying the Yankees should be I.M. Uh former Red Sox, now current Royals. They're saying that, you know, obviously outfield depth is what they really need here. You have Gallo and Hicks not playing that well at the plate. Um, you know, judges really want carrying the load. You know, Marvin Gonzalez is good, but he's – right now he's kind of a backup. He's serviceable, but, uh, you know, he's not an everyday type of guy. Um, Carpenter, I guess could Carpenter play the outfield. I guess he could, you know. He's playing outfield midfield. today. Oh, he's playing outfield today. He's playing right field today. Oh, yesterday. So I mean, even you have Carpenter, but he's once again a guy. Can you trust him every day? Well, I mean, we'll, you know, the only time would tell. But you still want some outfield depth, especially with Gallo and Hicks. So I think Benintendi is a, is a good move for the Yankees. Uh, there are obviously other outfielders out there that could potentially be uh, some of the Yankees could go. But I think that's the main name right now that's being linked to the Yankees in a train yeah so the the problem that i'm seeing with that trade potential is that and, and he has decided to leave safe um the problem i have is they're they're talking top 10 uh prospects for benintendi and guess what i'd rather run out andu har or Florial yeah. every day rather than give up a 10 a top 10 pick for a guy who's going to be a free agent at the end of the year and honestly he's nothing really crazy to write home about TJ commenting from the grave. Number one, fuck Paul O'Neill. Number two, I was on the beer special, so settle down. I'm in the I'm the straw that stirs the drink. You sons of bitches. <laughs> <All> right, <easy laughs> here, <Reggie. laughs> I forgot he was he was on the beer the beer <laughs> the beer show, but that was that that technically wasn't a Scorebird Addicts production, so huge the guest for somebody else. <laughs> I'm the straw that stirs the drink. I love that. I love that. He's going to pop on. You know that, right? He's not sleeping right now. He's going to randomly come on to crash the show for no reason at all. Just to say, like, screw you guys. <laughs> well, I didn't send him the StreamYard link because I figured he wasn't coming on. So. Oh, I'm going to send it to him then. Send it to him. I Just to see what he does. I'm intrigued yeah. at this point. You know what he said he was going to sleep at 9, 9 p.m., it wasn't going to happen. I really. knew that wasn't happening. TJ doesn't that. sleep at 9 p.m. He can't. For as much as he sits there and says like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to sleep." I've never heard this man go to sleep. Like he, he'll be like, "Yeah, I'm too tired. I gotta go to sleep." And then he'll be up till two twelve thirty at night, one o'clock in the morning, and then wake up at four p- at four a.m. and be like, "Yeah, that's normal." Yeah, exactly. I agree. But back to baseball. Yeah. So I mean, Ben and needs a conversation. Yeah. Where do you where, do you see anyone other like other possible moves or? Oh, uh, this great kid. From possibly from the Pirates, if they choose to move him, which I don't think they do, but if they do choose to move him, uh, that he's he's a potential big piece, and, and maybe somebody that uh, actually could get a lot back, and that's Brian Reynolds. Um, yeah, obviously being a switch hitter, um, twenty-seven years old, so he's kind of entering the prime right now. Yeah. Uh, right now he's batting 258 with 15 homers. He's got 32 RBI, and the reason the RBIs are so low is because he plays for the Pirates. Poor bastard. Yeah. He need people uh, on base to get RBIs, and they're just not getting on base. So now if I'm the Pirates, I don't, I don't trade him because they, they have a bad history of trading their studs and getting back nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I extend him honestly. I, I'll give him a six year deal right now just to stay with the Pirates. Give him, you know, twenty mil a year. To stay with the Pirates for the next six years. I mean, they yeah. just did it with Key Brian Hayes, who is the son of Charlie Hayes, a former Yankee, uh, caught the clinching out of the 1996 World Series. Um, and uh, I, I'd hold on to Brian Reynolds if I were the Pittsburgh Pirates to at least try and trend in the right direction. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't th- I, with, with I, O'Neill I, Cruz and Key Brian Hayes. Uh, and and uh, Brian Reynolds, they kind of have not a nucleus, but they're trending in the right direction. Good ball yeah, player. I, yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't. I I didn't mention Brian Reynolds. And I don't think it's. I mean, it, anything it could happen, but I just don't think it's as. I like I said I, I agree with you. I think the Pittsburgh Pirates probably should stick around with them, uh, as opposed to giving them up. You know, for something. You know, whatever the Yankees could possibly what they or whatever they could get from the Yankees. But I also agree with you too. when you're saying that instead of going out there and try to keep up top 10 prospects, maybe try to bring up people who we have in the system. I mean, Andahar comes up and he always, he does hit well. I mean, obviously people like his defense is shaky, but he's hitting like, why, why do we have to see Joey Gallo shake out 30 times a month? Uh, when there's a guy who could actually hit in our own system where you don't have not to make a trade and lose, you know, assets and value uh, from these players uh, that may have potential to play even better uh, for someone who may be a rental or may not sign long-term. So, Right now, the other another trade partner that could potentially uh, materialize would be the Detroit Tigers. Um, now, quite frankly, I don't know who exactly you would go and trade for on on their team, but um, I guess maybe you're you're looking at somebody like Grossman. No, not even Grossman. He's awful this season. He's <laughs> batting, you know as, good, he's batting as good as as uh, as Gallo is. The O's would be one, but that's if they want to trade in the division, which I don't know if they're if they would. But Anthony Santander. I don't know. think it makes a difference if the O's trade d- d- to the I Yankees, know. the Red Sox. They they are going to suck no matter who they trade it to. Well, Anthony Santander is the other one that's on the uh, on Santander, the, uh, Santander, whatever Santander. He's not a bank; he's a person. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is, but uh, yeah, no, I, I names. come on. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know who. I mean, I, I did see that. Hey, you might want to look at the uh, at the. Uh, the tigers but i honestly don't know who would be a good trade up uh, maybe some bullpen help over there from the tigers um or do they swing big and they get juan soto from the nationals <laughs> i mean that you're going to give him a lot to get juan soto and then you have to sign him too so if you're going to go for him you got to make sure he's a guy who wants to be here long term and then like the question is you're really going to pay juan soto instead of paying your big you know a center fielder right now who is MVP candidate, let him walk and bring in Juan Soto when, like, that's your homegrown guy. Yeah, because Juan MVP Soto's be like 10 years younger than he is. Well, how old is Juan, how old is Juan Soto? Uh, Juan Soto is, one second, I believe I want to say he's like 23 or 22. Well, yeah, he's like, lot younger the judge. Judge is 30 right now. Listen, I yeah. don't think Judge, I, this is the only point I was going to talk about, the, the contract talks they're having right now. I know uh, recently... He's uh, 23. Juan Soto's 23. Yeah, so obviously, yeah, I guess if you spend the money at Juan Soto, it's not not as bad as throwing money at Judge because he's a lot younger. But uh, I think one of the big things is House Steinbrenner already came out saying that, like, you know, it takes two sides to to make a deal and kind of put it on Judge a little bit. You know, Yeah, I think it's, it's, you know, it's, it's Hal Steinbrenner covered. claiming poverty for being the yeah, richest he's, fucking owner in baseball. And he's trying to cover his ass already where, like, if we don't have a deal, well, we sent it out to Judge. Judge Judge rejected it. He didn't want to be here. He trying to already put the blame on Judge, so – it's not it affect it's the Yankees, but it's we'll all see. bullshit the other day uh Monday was uh George M Steinbrenner the third's birthday up in heaven and we miss him dearly because his yeah. son sucks dicks and balls <laughs> well, the reason why I'm saying obviously I know it's bullshit, but like that's what they're already doing like you know oh, yeah. it's, it's it's like it's just a pain're the making him that. the villain they're making him the villain yeah. already, oh yeah, a hundred percent because they know they're not gonna spend the money it's just annoying but uh Yankees are still rolling. I know they did, they just lost back-to-back games, and Yankees Twitter is losing their minds. Uh, happens to baseball, though. You're not going to win every game. Uh, no, we've come – listen, I've grown accustomed to them winning – having a 750 winning percentage, and I don't stand for back-to-back mm-hmm. losses, all right? We, we, we We've come grown accustomed to a certain standard of baseball, okay? And back-to-back losses is not em- em- emblematic – emblematic? Emblematic of uh, – yeah. Of what we've come across, accustomed to. All right, if they didn't <laughs> want us to have such lofty expectations, they shouldn't have went so crazy and started winning games. It's true. I guess you're right. You could blame the Yankees for winning too much and put it in our heads that they'll never lose a game. That's a fact. Uh, <laughs> talking about the rest of the league uh, right now, the Yankees are in first place ahead of the Red Sox, 13 games, um, followed by Tampa Bay and Toronto. Boston rebounded pretty well, considering how they how. Uh, how bad they were doing early on in the season. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't tell if Boston rebounded very well or if I'll say they rebounded very well. At one point they were 10 games under 500 and yeah, now they're they rebounded. now they're 11 above. So good for them. You know, it makes the, the rivalry more interesting when Boston's playing decent baseball and Chris sale on the mend uh, Minnesota in first place. I counted them to win the, the central, Mm-hmm. um when the season started they're in first place by four and a half up on the guardians who the yankees beat in a doubleheader on saturday um and then lost the uh the rubber not the rubber game but the uh the series clincher on sunday yeah the white Sox suck which <laughs> i always knew they did i mean their leader is tim anderson how good could they possibly have been well the leader is actually total LaRusso, russo who's like seven like almost easy 80. easy though Well, he's not really because they can't control Tim Anderson. He can't control bowel movements. (laughs) What do you mean? That's that's mean. He's got his on. It's funny. It's so old. It's mean. And then Houston is in a commanding lead in first place in the West, which is not really all that impressive considering the West sucks. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) AL West is the worst thing in the world other than like the NL East. Or the NFC East, they suck too. But damn, I'll be damned if there's only one team above five hundred in the AL West. Who was like that? The Astros. That's it. Uh, Jesus, that's I thought it. you were going to say that was one. I thought you meant one other than like the Astros. No, that's it. That's it. Everybody else is under five hundred. <laughs> oh, my God, everybody else is pretty under five hundred, and it's it's pretty despicable and disgusting. It's just free wins out there. That's why they've been so good for the last couple of years yeah. with these free wins, basically. Is that a home run? That is a home what run. That is gone. Josh Donaldson getting on the board. Look at that. Hasn't All been a right, while. since he's, he's been on the woman. Uh, oh, I would just go back. The other trade targets you were talking about, uh, the Reds, Tommy Pham. That's the, the Reds. Woman. Yep, that's true. Uh, and also, uh, who's the pitcher that the Reds have? Castro? Castillo. Uh, Castillo. He's in the one, too. Yeah. So Castillo is also a possibility, though I doubt it. We have so we're so good with our starting pitching depth, mm-hmm. especially considering guys like JP Sears are stepping up big time. JP Sears had a hell of a season so far, and then you also have Domingo Herman on the mend, possibly coming back this season. Yeah, so I don't think the Yankees really need to get somebody like Castillo to bring back. Um, no, I don't think so. I, I agree with you that. Uh the Mets are in first place, but that that lead is dwindled. At one point, yeah. I believe the Mets were up by 14 games. Yeah, they had a big lead. They had a big lead. The Yankees had a lead over the AL. They, well, they were the, over the well, NLS. Point, NLS. I'll never forget it. Back in May, Mets fans were like, it's our year. We're ahead of, we're the best team. We're first to 20 wins. First to 20 wins. Well, guess what? Well, the Braves and got half hot games. they're they're two and a half games up on the Braves right now. And the Braves got hot because they played a lot of. I think the Braves had a tougher schedule compared to the Mets early on. And then the Braves <laughs> got, a hold of, they got a hold of all those weak teams the Mets are playing. And they they won. They went on a streak like, kind of like the Yankees went on. The Yankees had like – They won ten, like 10 or 11 straight. Something yeah, like that. the same More time men. the Yankees were winning like 10, 11 straight. Oh, my God, Joey Gallo just 10 home run. <laughs> Holy shit. What is going on? <laughs> so, so right now the Mets are – the Mets are on uh, – they actually just tied the game up. Good for them against the Reds. Scherzer came back yesterday at 11 Ks. Did the Mets win or lose, Nick? They lost. Did 11 strikeouts. No, I and, uh, know they lost. Know it lost. <laughs> that always happens. That's what happens when you're a good pitcher in the Mets. Your, uh, your bullpen blows the game for you. Pretty much. Yeah, so the Mets tied it up. Uh, Nimmo scored on a Starling Marte double. So 3-3 in the ninth, uh, top of the ninth, over in Cincinnati. Mm. Um, but yeah, the Mets are in first place, and I, I don't think anybody's surprised to see that they let that that I think I think I really feel like they had like a 14 game lead on the next team. They did. I think point. at one point they did because I remember the Yankees were they were like 12 games up and the Mets were like 14 up or something like that. It was like yeah. 10 and 12, well, now seven, it's two and a half, and and they might win tonight. I th- I'll say the I'll say the Mets will win tonight, and and it'll be uh, I think a three game lead on the on the Braves. Which well, the crazy thing was yesterday, awesome. obviously, the Mets-Yankees are two of the best teams in baseball right now, record-wise. Uh, and the two two worst teams in baseball. Actually, no, the two record. best teams are the Yankees and the Dodgers. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm saying they're, they're two of I'm sorry. the Yankees and the Astros are the two best teams in baseball. Well, I meant two of, like, two of the top teams. Oh, two players. of, okay. Uh, and those, those two teams lost to two of the worst teams, the Pirates and the Reds. It it's happens. Because a lot of parlays that I saw on – I'm like online people were all picking the Yankees to win by run and a half yesterday. They were picking the Mets to win outright, and that was like part of their parlays and all those got completely scratched because you just you can't predict baseball sometimes and that's you know Pirates and Reds come out and they both win, win those games. That would have been a good parlay. betting the Pirates and the Reds it definitely was uh, some high odds in on that one. yeah, so you know right now in Milwaukee is in first place in the central. And then, of course, the Dodgers are in first place in the West. Yeah. I think I'm a little bit more surprised by San Francisco, one game over 500 right now. Well, I mean, I kind of, they were surprised last year because it was, you know, who would have thought they would uh, even win the West? They win the West? Yeah, they won the West, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, they were surprised last year. No one expected that to happen. To have them replicate that would be, you know, it was tough, you know? So they lost a lot of key parts. Busta Posey, Chris Bryant. I think I'm more impressed by San Diego being in it as, as far as they are without uh, their shortstop, mm-hmm. uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., injured yeah. in a motorcycle accident, schmuck. <laughs> you know, I, One of my captains decided to get a, uh, a motorcycle license recently, and he's, he's a little older, and I was kind of like, if you're listening to this, uh, heed my words, sir, okay? I told him, I was like, there's two types of riders, those who've been down and those who's going down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've been down. All right, it hurts. Yeah. Okay. Imagine. If you have a family or like something to lose that involves your body, I don't recommend riding motorcycles. Just saying, like if you have a family, right? Not a good look. Or if you 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 need your body to make millions of dollars, uh, yeah, don't ride motorcycles. No. Matter of fact, don't drive cars. Get in like Ubers and stuff like that. You got money, you could do it. Yeah, a lot of times people get it, they, they get DUIs or they get into an accident and it's always like drunk driving. It's like, just pay someone. Just pay. Also, don't play basketball if it's not your profession to play basketball. That too. A Rod. Not nah, A Rod. Who is it? Aaron Boone. Aaron Boone. Yeah. That led to A Rod. But, uh, you know, watching baseball, I was watching something today, right? And it was uh, Worst Fans. Uh, and I also watched uh, a clip on YouTube of, uh, uh, basically like uh, best ball girls or something like that. It was like girls in baseball or something like that. And it was all these ball girls making awesome plays on the sides, you know, mm-hmm. some of them not so awesome because they interfered, but you know, it happens. It's an accident, you know, split second decision. And I got to say, baseball has like the best interaction with fans. You know, people talk about like, Oh, but in basketball, you're right there. You're right. But nobody's sitting there asking you to come on the court and and throw threes with them before the game. Yeah. It's not going to happen, but Aaron judge will turn to some kid in the outfield and have a catch with him, mm-hmm. And that's like, something like, imagine you say that, like you hear a story about some little kid having a catch with a baseball player, like a pro. And you would think that it was like 1950. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't happen. You don't see like football players going to the sides and throwing balls with fans in the seats and like having a good time, you know, uh, you don't see you don't see basketball players look at fans other than LeBron throwing people out of games, uh, like <laughs> and in hockey. There's I mean hockey. We wish we could get close with the players. Obviously, there's glass, the glass, you know, yeah. us and the players, but they do their best interaction possible. You know, they throw their gloves over the glass, they throw their sticks over the glass at the end of games. They throw that's, pucks over. They throw a lot of pucks over, and that's cool and all. But baseball, man, before that net was there. That like you could, Donnie baseball stealing popcorn out of that kid's popcorn, like how yeah. great was that? You know, yeah, it was amazing and, and and interaction with fans and and baseball. I, I think, uh, what's this kid's name? Uh, Cargo Carlos Gomez played for the uh, obviously played for the Colorado Rockies at the yeah. peak of his fame and uh the Milwaukee Brewers toward the end. And I'm sorry, not Carlos Gomez. Who's the other Carlos that played there? Gonzalez. Gonzalez, yeah. I'm sorry. I met Carlos Carlos Gonzalez. Yeah, played for the the Rockies. But Carlos Gomez did play for the Brewers. Um, Carlos Gonzalez did not. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, but but Carlos Gomez played for the Brewers, and he met this like girl that was like a she's a little girl. She that was her favorite player for some reason. I don't know why. He wasn't a very good baseball player, but that was her favorite player. And he, he meets her and says hello, and she starts crying hysterically. I guess she traveled from out of state to uh to see him play. Yeah. And she shows up and uh yeah, and she starts crying. So the next day she comes back again and he goes, "Oh, you want to throw out the first pitch?" Oh, wow. Like where else does that happen? Nah, you're right. It doesn't happen anywhere else. There isn't even a ceremony like that Whoa. in other sports. Like in a football game they're not saying, "Hey, do you want to flip the coin?" Yeah. You know, like baseball, I- is just special when it comes to stuff like that. But that—that's my rant about how how awesome fan interaction is with, with baseball, and uh, and the way the stadiums are set up. I I watch a lot of videos of of TJ says Gallo's first RBI since June seventeenth. Lmao, but but analytics, he's great, and that's true. That home run probably gave him like an OPS of like seven ninety or some bullshit number that they created. <laughs> and uh, they're going to use that to justify his being the greatest fucking baseball player ever, despite averaging like two and a half strikeouts per game. Yeah. I mean, that's it's analytics for you, but yeah, I mean, when we, we talked about this last week, we were talking about the little girl who she went to the Mariners game to see Jesse Winker play. Right. And he got into the fight. He got ejected. And the next day he, she cried and then she met Jesse Winker, but then she had done it like two years earlier. To see Joey Votto, who's our other favorite baseball player. And then he got kicked out of that game as well. And then she cried about it. And then she met Joey Votto. So crying in well, the stands. Do well, I get to meet Bernie Williams if I cry? I was going to say crying in the stands because your favorite player gets ejected equals you get to meet your favorite player. So I guess so. Shit. <laughs> Moving on for the MLB, we're gonna move on to a little NFL news. We have we talked about this last week. Uh Baker Mayfield finally has a landing spot on the Jewish. move, traded to the Panthers for a fifth round pick, which is crazy. It's conditional too. So it means I think it might even get lower. Um, or maybe higher, I guess, depending on I didn't see what I didn't see what the actual deal was or the condition, but it could become worse than a fifth round pick, which is crazy to think Baker Mayfield, the first round pick for the Browns. Number one pick overall, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Number one pick overall, and he got traded for a fifth rounder. The number one overall pick and the number two overall pick are on the same Same team. team. And do you know what they – and Sam Donald's obviously – No, wait, number three. The one in the three, excuse me. Oh, yeah, because he was number two. two. Um, So Donald is obviously now the backup there. Is Um, is he? Who knows? He might be let go. But let's let's just say right now, if they let go of him, the Jets, uh, Joe Douglas, fleeced someone again. He, he, they already got fleeced. Yeah, they did already got fleeced. They already got fleeced. I mean, listen, if they let him go, that does absolutely nothing for them. Unless his it's, cap hit is that bad that they wait, I, honestly, you have to keep him. You can't crown this guy to be your starter. I know, you can't wait. crown Baker Mayfield to be your starter, especially after he got injured last year. Yeah. Okay, you just you just can't do it. I don't think you can do that. Uh, yeah, here's the thing. So they got, they gave up a second and a fourth round pick for Sam Darnold, and that went to the Jets. So yeah. um, it's a pretty good move by Joe, Joe Douglas once again. Got rid of the unhappy, you know, draft pick. He wasn't, who wasn't panning out in New York. Give him a shot. Send him to Carolina. Get a second and fourth round pick. And now they have Baker Mayfield, Mayfield to compete against him. You think you what? You think they're, they're going to start Darnold over Baker? No, I just think that you need to keep him in order to get rid of him. him. Say again? You can't get rid of him, you get a second and a fourth round pick for him. So so what uh, are you gonna do with it? You can't for a sixth, a second, and a fourth. What was that? Darnold was actually traded for a, a 2021 twenty twenty one sixth round pick and a second and fourth in twenty twenty two. So he actually they actually got three picks oh, for We had three picks from him. Yeah. So that's even yeah. Um yeah. but no, I don't think you can't I don't think you can outright get rid of Darnold just release him unless his capped hit is so bad that you just physically cannot afford him yeah yeah because ultimately I don't feel comfortable just having uh Baker show up on day one and oh you're the starter we don't you don't we don't know you we haven't seen you play we don't know what your personality is like other than what we see in what State Farm commercials or whatever he's in (laughs) um you know, for all we know, everybody in that locker room hates this guy. Shit, for all I know, everybody hates Darnold. I, I don't know. But I don't think it's it's healthy for your team for this guy to get traded to you for a fifth-round pick, and he's the starter on day one. No, probably not, but it'd be good for uh, for, <laughs> we got Robbie Anderson. I think he's going to want to get out of Carolina now. <laughs> Robbie Anderson's not that fucking good. If Robbie Anderson could learn how to do anything other than run in a straight line, he might be dangerous, all right? Like, I'm so tired of hearing about Robbie Anderson. Well, well Robbie I mean, Anderson, if you had a good quarterback. Yeah, and if the queen had balls, she'd be the king. Like, That's what they say? If Robbie Anderson would get a freaking haircut and stop looking like t- lo- t- uh, Loke Dog from fucking Don't Be a Menace, I'd be happy about that. <laughs> Robbie Anderson. What kind of grown man calls themselves Robbie? I'm trying to think. Just him, I think. All right. Him and the fucking wedding singer. He he was he a looker like, too. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So him and the wedding singer. Um, he also looks like Cynthia from uh, Rugrats, the doll. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does, does. He went into the barber. And was like, you know, Cynthia from Rugrats? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the, bar, the barber said, "No more, fam." Say so, no more, uh, fam. <laughs> say no more, fam. I got you. Hey, um, <laughs> so one one thing I didn't like about. The whole uh, Baker Mayfield situation is today. The Browns' uh, GM—I want to say it was their GM, is I think is Andrew Berry—and uh, the owners D and Jimmy Haslam released statements about Baker Mayfield, and I'll re- I'll read these. Uh, yeah. Baker Mayfield, you. This is from Andrew Berry. Baker Mayfield infused our organization with tenacity and grit during his time as our starting quarterback. Baker's competitiveness, toughness, and ability to persevere were all characteristics that endeared him to our city as well as his teammates. He will always have a unique place in Brown's history for what he accomplished, and we wish him well as he continues his career. That was uh, Andrew Berry. And here comes uh, D and Jimmy Haslam's statement. We want to thank uh, Baker for all his contributions to the Cleveland Browns. From the moment he was drafted, he gave his all for this organization and this city. With his fierce competitive spirit, he excited the fan base and accomplished things that no player at his position had done in Cleveland for a very long time. He also made a difference in the community, whether it was hosting events at the Boys and Girls Club honoring our troops, supporting the Special Olympics, as well as countless other charitable endeavors. We are grateful for everything he did for this organization and wish him and Emily well in the future. Now, here's my problem. They just spent the last off-season and a half trashing this guy and basically saying he's not good enough to be in Cleveland, and then they go and release a statement saying that he was such a fucking great guy. Honestly, I'd have more respect for you if you shut the fuck up. You already said bad things. You know what this is like? This is like when somebody was a dirtbag in life and then they died and all of a sudden they're a saint because something bad happened to them and you don't want to trample on a man's grave. You don't have to trample on a man's grave. What you can do is not say anything. If somebody yeah. asks you, hey, do you have anything to say about Baker? I don't because he's not on my team. And I that was gone. I agree with you. Sorry, I put my mic down to tweet out. But Kyle, yeah. he got Yoka with a home run. The home run stroke. <laughs> don't ever do, don't ever quote John Sterling on this show again. <laughs> Fuck him. All right. That seen how old I, back needs to go. I hate that call. The home run Stroka, <laughs> It's so bad. He needs to go. He needs to go away. Well, he's actually, he wouldn't he actually, he's not calling this game. He's uh, taking off road games from, uh, I think, here on out. Oh, he, he knows was, home games already. He has but, a great um, voice, but his brain is just not there. <laughs> but back to Baker, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, if you're you're gonna trash him all year long, out on all year long, but all off season long, talking about how you have to go you, another direction, and you know, you brought in a guy who's not gonna play for you. You brought in a you guy who's somebody not play. Then play Baker Mayfield. No, here's here's the, the here's the real hypocrisy of it all. They spent the entire off season bad mouthing Baker Mayfield as if he's a bad guy. And they brought in the guy who has 24 civil civil complaints against him for sexual assault. And then who was also possibly was charged with sexual assault, but eventually did not get charged with it. But, you know, you bring you talk about bad character flaws. The guy has 24 civil suits against him for sexual assault. I'm not saying he's guilty, but I mean, listen, there's a lot you, you don't. You don't put yourself in that kind of situation twenty four different times. I mean, maybe it might be sexual assault. Listen, when Ben Roethlisberger got accused three times, we were all like, "Guilty." Ben, De- Deshaun Watson's guilty. Ben got three. <laughs> this is twenty four. There's only twenty <laughs> seven outs in a baseball game. All right, this man has been no hit, no hit at this point. <laughs> and he settled 24? twenty four. That's not we. That's just. That's just. Bill Cosby had less complaints. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, God. Jeez. Bill Clinton had less complaints, and we and we call these men guilty. But no, no, no. no. Deshaun Watson's a legend. Uh, I don't know, man. Twenty four is a large number. It's a you legend. Know? Getting sexual, assault complaints filed against him. That's a legend. All, all all in a very short time frame. Like it would be like you coming up to the majors, and in your first three months you hit 24 home runs, and people being like, I wonder if this guy can hit. <laughs> if you were a quarterback in the NFL in the first two and a half seasons, you won 24 games, they'd be like, Wow, he's pretty good. <laughs> I can't even talk. I can't <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like I'm just saying, like. If you were a quarterback and you fucking threw 24 passes in a row and they all hit, everybody would sit there like, wow, huh. he might have something here. 24? <laughs> 24. Uh, if it, 24. If it would have been wow. two, I would have been like, mm, damn. If it would have been – like, he didn't have to get the double digits for it to get weird. Yeah, when they first got it, it was like, oh, he has four. Then it was like, oh, now he has 10. Then he had 12, then it was like – Holy shit, he's got 24. At it's some like, point, it's like a class action lawsuit. I was surprised. You're going to see advertisements on TV. Have you given Deshaun Watson a massage? <laughs> you may be entitled to compensation. No, but you're right, because a class is only like 10 or more people. It's like they technically could have filed as a class action suit. There we go, Brooks <laughs> Legal Corner. I'm just saying, it's like tomorrow you're going to see that. Have you been sexually assaulted by Deshaun Watson? You may be entitled to compensation. <laughs> Are you a type of class? Yes, but, but uh, yeah, I, I honestly wish that the Browns would have just not said anything at all. They they didn't need to. Uh, they attacked this guy all year. They fucking made him pretty miserable, I imagine. And yeah. uh, and to come out today and be like, we loved him the whole time. Get the fuck out of here! All right, yeah. like that's that's bad. But and I mean, it just, it just makes them look stupid. It makes them look like like phonies. And and there's nothing I hate more than a phony. Like, I have no problem with people being jerks, but be honest about who you are as a person. Yeah. Oh, wait. Here, here comes TJ. He's a berserker. Deshaun Watson's innocent. I don't yeah. want to hear that shit. <laughs> He's a troll. Um, real quick, uh, TJ, thanks for showing up. Uh, We appreciate you uh showing up on the show. Thanks for your time. Uh, Awesome poster behind you with Hank and a real hockey puck up there being caught. Wow. Hell yeah. yeah. Fancy. fancy. At, at a certain point, when are we just going to admit that Deshaun Watson is a man who enjoys manly things <laughs> and, he, and he got caught. He got caught up and everybody just wants to jump on the lawsuit bandwagon. I mean, TJ, speaking <laughs> from experience, we have the clip. <laughs> just saying. Did we got that clip chewed up. Can we just play that clip? I, I mean... What was the okay. quote again? Uh, we all know those places. that, that We all know shady on the ground places that give happy yeah. yeah. how, how How is everybody just going to crap on Deshaun Watson? He's a single guy. I mean, <laughs> is the massage really done until it's complete? You know what I mean? You can rub every other part of your body, but oh, my God. Ask <laughs> a girl to tickle your nuts. It's a problem. Jesus Christ. You know? Unbelievable. It is a problem, goddammit. <laughs> it is. It's called sexual assault. Not if you ask politely and paying cash. <laughs> I don't think he asked politely. I'm sure he paid, though. <laughs> Not if you ask politely, he says. <laughs> oh, my God. Who raised this man? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I, I mean, you seriously. What, what's wrong with asking? Hey, you want to make 50 bucks? <laughs> so bad. Is that the going rate? I, I have no idea. You would know. You said that. We I all said, <laughs> Dude, I, I'm married. My going rate is taking my family on vacations and then I may get a peck on the cheek and a thank you. And that's about it. <laughs> He's appreciative if, if he just gets talked dirty to. <laughs> yeah, my dirty talk is uh, TJ, you smell like shit. Take a shower. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> dirty is right. Oh <laughs> uh, well, thanks dude, for joining us TJ Yeah hey, dude I planned on being in bed like an hour and a half ago That didn't work out Yeah we knew that wasn't right. going to happen You're not yeah, going to say 1230 guy Probably We had a feeling that was going to happen Tim Hortons <laughs> is still open me hose. <laughs> but no. now that TJ's here uh, Do we have anything more to talk about with football? No not with football I was actually was going to go into the NBA But I know TJ's here so let's talk about little NHL this uh big event happening this week called the NHL draft. TJ break it down for us. Dude, you know what? I, I'm actually I'm more concerned about what the Rangers are gonna do with their free agents uh right now. I I not to say nothing good comes out of the NHL draft, but uh, it's very if you don't get somebody within the top twenty, it's lackluster and I think the Rangers are picking what? Twenty seven? Something like that. They don't even have a first round pick. Don't, they don't have sure. a first round pick. They're oh, not, they don't the even have a first pick round pick. You're right. Third. That's right. Yep. Yeah, they don't so, pick till 63. Yeah. So, I mean, this offseason is more – my concern is just cashing in on, on the unrestricted free agents um, and the restricted free agents. I mean, you let Strome walk. See you later, Bubba. I, I don't want Strome back. He's not worth the money. I – I, you got to pay Vitrano. You got to keep him. He was a spark plug for the team. Uh. And who else uh, cop is on, is on the, uh, on the way out. I think oh, if you're going to, if yeah. you're going to reserve any money, I think it's gotta be for Petrano. If you can keep cop as well, that'd be great. I think, I think but- actually already said Mott. he'd take a hometown discount. Yeah. And Mott's on the, on uh, as a free agent as well. Maybe it was Mott that said he would take a hometown discount. I, I, one, mean, one, I think of those two, one of those two said they'd take less to stay with the Rangers. I think the culture in New York right now for the Rangers is very good. I think we saw last season they played as a team. Everybody gelled very well together. Um, You know, it it was – listen, they they got as far as they did because of the way they played. They played as a cohesive unit. And I think everybody in that locker room is very happy. I think everybody loves uh, Gerard Gallant. I think he's the type of coach that you want to show up every day and play hard for. So I think the Rangers have built a culture of, you know, bringing players that want to play there again and want to play there for that team, not just because they want to play in Madison square garden, get the big time paycheck, get to be in New York city, get the spotlight. So I think, like I said, Vetrano is a must keep in my book. And then if there's any room left over, maybe uh Coppermott. but I, I, I just don't see how they don't keep Vetrano, um, again i really want to see them bring uh, Othman up uh next season uh, especially early I, I know how it is with the nhl contracts and and bringing players up early and you know obviously they they get paid and they take a cap hit depending on how long they play kind of like a baseball situation but i think Othman, the way he's been scoring down the minors it, you can't overlook that um that that's the type of offense that we need uh, – you saw what the Avalanche did. The Avalanche absolutely decimated teams by scoring seven fucking goals a night, and that's the type of offensive prowess you need to have. So if Ottman's going to come up and give even a little glimpse of what we, he showed us in the minors, I, you can't that, – that goes a, a mile and a half. You know what I mean? That that goes so far, especially he's a young kid. you got to let him learn the NHL way. The ice is a lot smaller when you got guys – that can skate just as fast as you and get in your face a lot better. And nobody out there is really a traffic home. Nobody out there is a scrub. So you, you got to learn the game. Let them learn the hard way. You know what I mean? Bring them up. He's, uh, he was MVP of his league, right? What was he in the CHL, the OHL? It was he the OHL or AHL? I think he was in the OHL. But I'm pretty sure he's MVP of the league. Dude, he had a phenomenal year. He set the scoring record. He was playing with the Flint uh, Firebirds. Yeah. Did they end up winning the championship? I think so. I'm pretty sure they did. He was MVP he was either MVP of the league or he was MVP of the uh, of the league championship. Yeah. DJ, one of the rumors around uh NHL right now is Evgeny Malkin maybe coming to Broadway. Would you like that no. sign or would you hate No. It? absolutely not he's old he's past his prime you saw what happened when you get in his head with the rangers you saw the bad penalties he takes he gets down on himself if he can't get that crisp pass and get a goal early he's just a douche i mean he doesn't play the right way (laughs) he's a self-centered idiot i don't want that on this team i I don't want anybody coming to broadway thinking that you know they're they're the guy they're the everybody needs to look towards you know even like to Chris Kreider and, and Panarin—they don't act like that. It, it's they—it's it, you know next guy up, score a goal. Who gives a shit who it comes from? Just generate scoring opportunities, and hope hopefully Igor stands on his head every night like he does about ninety-five percent of the time. So who so would I, you like to see the two C position? What'd you say? Center. Who would you want to see the, the second center position? Two C. You oh. want to put Heedle up there? I mean, I don't know if Heedle's a two C guy, but that yeah. I think he can be. I think he came on strong at the end of the year. I think he definitely has the potential to be that. Um, I mean, again, another young kid. Uh, would I play with that? Yeah, absolutely. I would throw him in the mix, without a doubt. But uh, I mean, if that again, if if you're going to bring him, bring Heedle uh, up to the second line, why not bring Ottman in for to play in the third line? That'd be that'd be a solid. You know, well, Ottman's so Oppen, a winger, um... right? I no, I know. So who but you still, move over? Uh, Bear in mind, the, the Rangers just extended Julian and Gautier. Yeah, I don't know yeah. about that, man. I didn't like that. That no, guy bro, is one year extension for getting, one. That guy is like getting a rub and tug. And then right before she's done, she's just like, oh, I got a splinter. I got to go. I, I, I didn't get that. I didn't I'm get uh, I go to the net so hard and miss so many times in my life. <laughs> I, I didn't get that move at all. I really don't understand it. I they Maybe they see something that we don't. Maybe they see more in the tank than he showed the fans. But I don't get extending him and wasting money like that this early uh, when you really don't know how you're completing your lines and what moves you're making. I didn't like them uh, res- resigning what's-his-face that didn't want to play for us all of 10 minutes ago. Kratsov. Uh, yeah. I mean that was that was a joke. The only reason I think that could be a potential good move is if it, if we just locked him up and then trade him away for something, which i 'd be fine with because yeah. i 'm oh. sorry another guy that it, it's it 's that russian eastern european it 's all about me or fuck you it's that 's not that 's not the type of team the Rangers are have built over the last season, and you saw the team that they built over the last season, how far they got with the players they got with the young talent that they have. You don't need that kind of detriment in the locker room. You don't need that type of uh, essentially cancer in the locker room because all it's going to do is just frustrate other players and it's just going to give everybody else, uh, uh, you know, a bad head going into games. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. So uh, one of the things that we've been hearing talking about trades, uh, we've been hearing uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois and of course our friend Brad Miller continuously coming up. In uh, conversations, and I'll, and the other the name talked about going back would be Caco for somebody like Pierre uh, Pierre Luc Dubois and or Miller. See, we have to, to burn all those Caco Tuesday shirts. Fuck, Dubois is a great player. He really is, and I. Not that Caco isn't. I think he's got to show a little more, but those like. Those bright spots of just pure talent that he shows, you know, when he takes the puck, takes charge, and, you know, buries it. It's just, he could be so much better. And I think he, he could be better than Dubois. So I, 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 it's one of those things where do you really want to give up on Kako this early? I, I, it, I don't, because then I feel like, why do we even have a draft anymore? Because right. you know, if that's the case, if we're talking about getting rid of Kako, and then next year we're talking about getting rid of Lafreniere, or we're talking about getting rid of Heedle, then let's just stop drafting altogether, and we'll always trade away our first-round pick because clearly it does not work for us. See, and that's the funny thing about Rangers Twitter is is people love oh, and hate Lapinier. You know what I mean? Like Lapinier, out of all of them, Lapinier. Listen, his stats aren't where they you know really should be for his draft status. But the kid played hard, nonstop through the playoffs, dude. Like head down, chasing after the puck. He's got the talent where it's going to come around. He's learning the game still. They're young. Heedle is young. Kako is young. And you got to let them develop. And I'm sick of – we do it all the time. We give up on players, and then they turn around to be stars. You know what I mean? We – we uh, starting with uh, uh, Kovalov in 94. We win a cup, and then we trade him away, and he's a fucking stud. You know, we don't lock him up. Uh, JT Miller.
0: Let yeah, him go. Say, he's
1: go good. JT Miller. Who they want to trade Kako for. Yeah, they want to trade Kako for JT Miller. Yeah, it's but like the problem is here. the, the problem so is that. Kako has more left in the tank. I understand that Miller is uh, you know, he's obviously a more experienced player. Uh he's a more immediate impact player if you put him on the team. But I think the what the miles you can get out of Kako and the room that he has still to develop into a player that we see we see that he can be. I'm not in. – I'm really not into giving – especially the way the NHL is and and the cap hits and stuff, I'm not into getting rid of smaller contracts for bigger contracts, especially when the smaller contracts are kids that have the potential to be one of those big contracts, you know, in the future. And then you get put on a decision. But let them develop, dude. I mean, Gallant, it was his first frigging year. He, He did excellent. I love watching what, they, what this team did all season I long. Kid line. I love the kid line in the playoffs. The kid line was yeah, tremendous, yeah. dude. I mean, that's... Listen. That just showed you what, what, what can happen when those kids get stable minutes, build some chemistry with, with each other, right. uh, and get comfortable. Because I don't feel like Hedl and Kako, prior to this season, felt any comfort whatsoever. I felt like they were on the hot seat the minute they got drafted. Oh 100%. Yeah. 100%, dude. I mean, and we're having these conversations about these guys, but you're going to tell me that you think the devils are talking about getting rid of Jack Hughes and what has Jack Hughes done so far? And then they you can know what I mean? they're all they're all 22 and young, younger. Like imagine being at the top your like you're young. It doesn't happen very often yeah. 22 year olds leading teams to championships or being at the top of their profession. At the, problem is, years old. You're young, the problem so. is everybody thinks that you're going to come out at 18, 19 years old, like frigging Sidney Crosby or, or uh, McDavid and just dominate. And that doesn't happen. It happens every 10 to 20 years. It doesn't happen.
0: Yeah. So you you can't develop.
1: expect that. That is, that is not the norm. No, it definitely isn't. You know what I mean? You can develop these guys I- into primetime players. And, again, if you watch hockey and you know anything about hockey, the, the sparks uh, of just offensive prowess that you see from especially Lafaniere, it's like he could be a stud, man. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he has the heart and determination and, and that grit to just grind it out. Even in those games where, you know, they had no chance of winning and they were out of it and they were flat. The first and second line were very flat. The kid line just stepped up and, and just kept powering through. There was no give up in them. I, like, you can't put a price on that. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's definitely their experience they got this postseason. Invaluable. Uh, they're still 22 younger. You know, it, teams now lately, you know, you build through, you know, what you got, young, young players, build them up, homegrown guys. And that's what we have right now. And I think the fact that air Hedl, and Kako are all a part of these rumors, these trades that are going on on Twitter. It's yeah. like these guys just did such a so awesome in the playoffs. No one's gonna give up on them. Like, but again, it, it just goes a back to of. Rangers. It just goes back to Rangers' Twitter how people can absolutely hate and despise Kako. They hate and despise Lafayette. People freaking hate Truba. Truba is a beast all yeah. season long yeah. and yeah. through the playoffs. And they will sit there and be like, oh, we don't need this goon on the team. Like, yeah. What do you guys <laughs> watch? You don't know hockey clearly. That guy is a physical presence on the ice. He just dominates and decimates. And you want somebody throwing those big, booming checks. Mm-hmm. I, I don't him that at all. All. You need him on that wall. Dude, yeah. <laughs> you definitely do. I, I. But again, like you said, Rook, you hit the nail on the head. The experience they got out of the playoffs this year, Jack Hughes is going to have to go his whole career to get that many playoff games. <laughs> I hope... <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, NHL draft. The Rangers are not a first round pick. Uh, they don't pick till sixty three. Um, so I don't know. I don't have too much buzz around NHL draft unless there's gonna be trades being made. I don't know if the Rangers are gonna be involved in any of that. I don't know how many trades happen on NHL draft night, but it's not like the NFL. You know, with a lot of players it's not. It's stuff. not the same. It's not like that. It's not gonna be. It's, well, not gonna it's be like the same game ba- it's perfect. like it's like baseball because of because of minor league hockey, minor league baseball. Yeah, it, it's it's you you're not going to see anything sexy cuz you may not see that guy for 2 or 3 years. Yeah, of course. Just like because they're right. also 18-year-olds. Yeah. And in absolutely. some cases 17-year-olds. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about how, how long kako has been on the team already. He's only 20, 22, 21. Or... Yeah, right, dude. It's <laughs> you I, at least this year, you give him you give him this year to figure out what they got going on. Like I don't even know what's going on with my hair. Jesus. Mine too. Look at mine. Mine's a fucking all the place. At least you have hair, though. I can only do one thing with my hair. It's not really working out. <laughs> what The fuck is that? I look like Ace Ventura when he got the yeah, Ocha. Like, yeah, white devil. Yeah, it looks like your hands. Your your hair's going like, it's like the rock. I'm an absolute mess. I, I literally I was scraping together, packing my bags and shit last minute today. It was it was bad because. Me and my man Dave Beggs decided to go golfing early this morning. Oh, there you go. So, dude, speaking of golf, we didn't do this last week, so let's do it now. Uh, Piper Golf promo code. We're not picking, but we're just put, giving a, a little plug here for promo code. Score ten for ten percent off your entire purchase. And I just realized I didn't do any breaks throughout this entire episode, so this is gonna be a pain in the ass. We we'll have to go in post and add in, uh, add in ads. But here we go. We'll, we'll add one in here after this. So, Piper Golf. Promo code SCORED10% 10% of your entire purchase. Go to piper.golf and check them out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do
0: I have to say?
1: Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA
0: meeting. Really? Yes.
1: Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: I never win and tell.
1: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team team ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home
0: is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready.
1: It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. All right. So TJ, are you sticking around or do you, uh, are you going to head out? Do you, do you not want to do a PGA picks? Uh, I, did, I didn't, I didn't. I I figured you weren't going to be here, so I didn't even go into researching <laughs> it because I know Nick's not going to do it. So, Fair enough. I yeah. mean, it, listen, it's going to be a good event. Uh, Scottish Open. Scottish Open. DP yeah. Tour or whatever, European Tour. Give DC me Shane Tour. Lowry. That's my pick. Shane Lowry? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, Sam Burns and uh, what's his name? Uh, Will Zalatoris, both of them. I think one's plus 2,200. One's plus 2,400. Give me two of them and then back it up with a, a unit on Justin Thomas. Not going off very high. I think plus twelve hundred, just because right. I mean I can see him being in the mix, but I think Will Zalatoris is just like chomping at the bit, man. Yeah, and I I, I think this might be this might be his weekend. Oh, maybe it is. Uh, but we have the open coming up uh, yeah. a couple weeks from now, so we'll definitely do picks for that. Last week's we didn't do picks for. I mean, yeah, last week's event wasn't really. Uh, too big of an event i mean no real big names the guy who won it was a uh, potson is that what it was? poston 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 eh, i'm not with last names you know me <laughs> <laughs> but tj you're gonna stick around and you go to leave because i like, could either do nba which i know you love or we could do the quick hitters and you go over some uh quick storylines and then we'll uh we'll move on
0: what's quick hitters There's a new segment
1: New segment, Quick Hitters. I was called Quick Pitch last week, Quick Pitch. But Quick Pitch didn't really make sense. I not really pitching anything, nor is it about baseball. So I'm doing Quick Hitters. We did it last week. We did it two weeks ago, too. Or, I, oh wait, I don't know if you were here for that. Yeah, who knows? Dude, I I, I come and go as I please, apparently. So basically, what I do is I give uh, a quick new, like, storyline in the sports world, and you guys give, like, a quick little take on it. All right, let's do that. All right, so number one here, we're doing Quick Hitters. I should probably put up a little uh, banner here. Let me get this thing up. Quick hitters. So this is like quick roundup. You know, kind of like a round the horn type of thing, but not around the horn. So Pac-Man Jones. Ah, uh, you guys know Pac-Man Jones. Right? He doesn't want to be called Pac-Man Jones anymore. I know. <laughs> What's his Adam, Adam? Jones. Adam Jones. So Adam Jones, uh, formerly known as Pac-Man Jones. Shot somebody else at a strip club? <laughs> no, this is actually a positive news. So you guys remember Chris Henry, uh, the wide receiver for the Bengals, who died? I'm familiar with his work. Seat. Yeah. So he, uh, Adam Jones, adopted both of Chris Henry's sons, and has wow. recently actually taken Chris Henry Jr. around the sea colleges, who he, he plays as well.
0: So that's oh, tremendous. Yeah, he's
1: mentoring them, uh, you know, raising them as his own. Basically, adopted them, and then uh, Chris Jr. is actually getting a chance to play college ball. So he's it's tremendous. That's awesome. Good for you, Absolutely. Adam Jones. Pac Man Jones wouldn't have done that, but Adam Jones did. Good for you, Adam. It's a good thing he rebranded because this is a good re good time for the rebrand to happen. Go from Pac Man to Adam Jones and do something nice for, you know, two kids who obviously lost their father. Yeah. Very young. That was years ago, right? He was twenty. 26- two thousand nine. Two 2000- thousand wow. So it was about it was thirteen years ago? Holy shit. That's good. I remember when that story came out. That was like a sad story. That was domestic violence, wasn't it too? I think his wife or his girlfriend was chasing him. And in order to escape it, he jumped into the truck. Yeah. And then he fell out of the truck. Yeah. Better the truck, so. On the same subject, did you see uh, – what's his name um, that passed away in the NFL last year? They said that he had uh, stage two CTE. Yeah, DeMarie uh, Thomas. Yeah. yeah. They said, yeah. Yeah, they had it. Insane, man. Absolutely insane. And it, I, it's one of those things where it doesn't seem like, obviously, you can't dig into somebody's brain until after they're, you know, obviously posthumously, but – it's. It, I think it's a bigger problem than they're like than they're accepting even at this point. I mean, listen, we know the NFL tried to bury it. They tried to bury it big time. They tried to discredit all these doctors that were saying you can't take blunt head force trauma over and over and over again for ten years and think you're going to come out okay. Yeah. Honestly, though, talking about CTE, I do feel like the 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 dramatic position of Luther Shark Levet in any given Sunday where he tells him like if you take one more hit to the head you're gonna die and he's like for a million dollars I'll shake like a coconut on a tree. I'm fairly confident a good chunk of the NFL is like that. It just I'm not saying it I'm not saying they're it not, it. at the end when it's all miserable and there's no more lights and there's no more cameras and there's no more girls throwing their panties at him then they're like I can't believe I got all those concussions. Because they don't remember all the awesome times that they had while they were playing, snorting yeah. coke and banging strippers. So. I, I, I'm not gonna just. I'm not gonna say that that's not true because obviously it is the case. I think that's the case. I, I mean, I don't want to be gender specific, but I think that's like an alpha male, like manly thing where you just kind of you do what you got to do, you make your money. That's what you feel oh, like no. you put. Putting... And I'm alright with that. Just don't cry about it later. I don't think it's the. I don't think it's the players themselves that are crying about it. I think it's just the. The fact that you see some of these players, like Junior say out and what happens, and it's like holy shit. Like, no, I, I, I don't disagree that it's tragic. I t- completely agree. I'm just saying is, if you didn't know that cracking your head against another grown man's skull at 30 miles an hour was a bad look, I, I mean, I don't have to tell you. I played football in high school. I hit my head on another player's head. I was like, ah, that shit hurt. I don't know if I want to do that again. Yeah, you know, I, like this is uh, this is ruining the quick hitters because sorry, boys. About- <laughs> <laughs> it's not quick it's gotta be quick guys all right next one Padre City Connect uniform yay or nay uh no it looks like Miami it looks like Miami and it also I don't really like the the color combo like the one sleeve is green and those like greens like pink yeah they look like a I, fucking they look like fruit stripe gum actually no they look like the, the remember the old gum it looked like a a, a beeper yes yeah yeah it looks like that. It looks, I, You know what? It's funky. It's weird. It's cool. Maybe for one game, and that's about it. Well, I think do they wear like one game. I don't know how the City Connect works. I don't know. All, all those City way, connect. Yeah. Everything sucked. dicks, and balls. I haven't Nike seen a City really Connect jersey I've liked so far. Um, but there's another. Uh, I think it's a fairy. I don't like it at all. Um, that was that. So, <laughs> all right. Next story is super conferences, Big Ten ads. Nick might like this one. And USC and UCLA. What do you think of it? Bad for the bad for football or college football? Or- I think for college football, football needs to get rid of all the conferences altogether and make divisions. I, I'm I'm tired of it. I really am. Like, why is USC? It's always been a pack school. Always. Guess why? Because they play in the fucking Pacific Coast, playing in the Big Ten, which is always middle of the United States. Yep. Why is Notre Dame not in a conference? They just get to do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. I, I just I think it's ridiculous. I think I think NCAA needs to get a wrangle on the whole situation. I don't care about their TV rights for the Big Ten and, and the fucking thirty twelve and the fucking SEC and the 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 SAC and the SEX. I, I don't give a shit. All right, they need to get rid of all this crap. Build the fucking lines in the right <laughs> areas so that the players don't have to. And then you know, two three games a year have the, the a crazy game where like an East Coast team plays a West Coast team. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think the conferences are, are a joke. I, it's kind of funny how these schools like plan out ahead of time, like, oh, well, in two years we're jumping ship and going this way and that way, and then it's almost like a game of chess where people try to strategize to get themselves into a conference where they could be dominant and ranked and get further along and maybe make a certain uh, bowl game, and it's it's kind of like it's almost cheating the, the game itself. Like, I understand the NCAA is huge. The amount of teams that are in college football, it's tremendous. But uh, I'm fine with making, like, legit divisions and just going by where you, where you live and where the college is versus this whole bartering system of jumping here, jumping there. Just, it's all, but it goes, again, it's the NCAA. It's all about the program. It's all about making money for the school. It's, mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with the players. It has nothing to do with furthering yeah. their education or their, you know, career and possible career in sports. It's all about just making money for the college and that's it. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't like the, the Super conferences, especially is really ruining it because it's like, you're only going to focus on the Big Ten, the SEC at this yeah. point. And then all those teams are going to go into the playoffs and the playoffs are still only four teams. That needs to be extended. I agree with Paul. Well, I, well, I, I think it's really It's going to continue to be this way until those teams, when Alabama and LSU start losing and, and Auburn start losing, then everybody else will jump ship from the SEC. Yeah. It was like the ACC was a powerhouse in the 90s in, in, into the mid 2000s when when they had Boston College and Miami and Florida State all on mm-hmm. the same, uh, and Virginia Tech all in the same conference. Yeah. Even GT was really good uh, uh, 20 years ago. Then, Georgia yeah. Tech was. So, all right. So we'll we're see. on to the next next story, uh, this is obviously 4th of July weekend, just passed. And there was an American hero born. Well, he already is an American hero, but even more so. Joey Chestnut w- wins the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest for the 15th time in a row. 15-time champion. He had a broken leg. He gets attacked by a – pro why well, wouldn't say he got attacked. Protester jumps it away. He attacks a protester. Well, nearly, wait a second. He, he pushed him first. He nearly decapitates him with his hands. Dude. Dude, you and don't go after a man that's about to slam down 63 hot dogs. And then he still went on to eat, you know, like 63, 6, 65, almost 70. What was the guy out. protesting? I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. It,
0: it's it so said, weird. like,
1: something Death Star or something shit like that. I'm he like, what the? Min Minfield's Death Star. Which I don't know what the fuck that is. And then apparently there was also stormtroopers behind it, but no one noticed they were there. He was wearing a Darth Vader mask, and there was, like, stormtroopers also protesting. Yeah, but it wasn't even movie quality, so, so you failed. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It was like a hollow, like those, like, cheap Halloween costumes and your are yeah. like, has, like, the string barely holding on to your it, face. It was just at the front part of it. The one oh, from, like, CBS it. that you get last minute. Hi, yes, yes, honey. Hi, hi hon. Hi. <laughs> 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 she's getting, she's cruise ready. Yeah. She's she got, got right, sunglasses she jumped, on her head. She jumped right in the way of that camera's like, I don't give a fuck. My wife, wife cry, she's like, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't care. My wife walks in. She's like, Am I on camera? I don't want to be on camera. So Chris is just like, I'm yeah. diving in. She <laughs> dove in. <laughs> Carissa, who doesn't give a shit? I know. Funny. She knows she's in charge. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> hey, babe, how about a massage? You want 50 bucks? What? <laughs> Nick, what do you think about uh, Joey Chestnut? And is a I figure out what the fuck Smithfield Death Star is. <laughs> Midfield, Midfields. No, it's in Smithfield. Oh, it Smithfield? It's Smithfield. Is it? Is that? Isn't the pork the pork company? Is that Smithfield? That's yeah. That is a yeah. uh, processing plan, but it's Smith the same thing. Smithfield Foods, an American food company that produces pork, yeah. and this food company is also based in Smithfield, Virginia. Guys protesting he, hot dogs. He was protesting. You know, eating. I mean, meat. well, that's the event, definitely. to If you're going to protest hot dogs, that's definitely the place to do it. Or if you're going to protest eating animals, that's an event to do it. But here we are. Yeah, well, I'm glad. I'm we, glad we are pro-eating meat. <laughs> 100%. Pro-eating meat, eating as many hot dogs as you can. How bad do you think Joe Chestnut feels like 10 minutes after he does it? Like, after the thrill of victory is gone, you think he's just like, I need a toilet right away. <laughs> I'll just throw it up, man. That's no way. be The worst feeling in the world. I mean, it doesn't matter, matter. Gallo like you, just man. got struck out by Manny Banuelos. <laughs> oh, nice! First of all, we have the Yankees. I think Joey Chesson's just like I almost killed that dude, and then I won a hot dog in contest with a broken leg. You no, know, that's like you know he reaching into a team. friggin' uh, uh uh going into a wolf stand and trying to take a dead rabbit away from the alpha <laughs> yeah. wolf. It's like you just stepped in front of the man that will eat your leg to get to the hot dogs. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit, dude. He was winning either way. It's just like and the best part is when you when you look down that line because there's like 10 competitors or whatever there is and it's always funny to see like there's like Joey Chestnut racking up 60, 70 hot dogs and you know Kobayashi in the past is knocking them down. And then like you go further down the line after like third place it's like, "All right, 21, 22. It's, shit, I could do that." Yeah, yeah. I'll probably throw up everywhere, but I nah. mean, it's Coney Island. It just fits <laughs> that's true so that that's all the stories i have for uh the quick hitters segment uh we are going to jump onto the nba real quick to talk about it you stick around tj i'm out i gotta try to get some sleep all right i don't have the drink package or the internet package this time on this cruise which is way out of reach but what yeah dude uh so the drink package uh if you guys don't know i did a uh, is a cruise drink package worth it dj H C N B A, the nba that's a fact that's um, is the cruise uh, drink package worth it we did a, a video you know you can find it on our youtube channel but this time it a uh, nine-day cruise for me and my wife it was going to come out to over fifteen hundred dollars wow so not saying that's not doable it's doable for me uh yeah. it'd be hard for my wife uh seven hundred fifty dollars worth of drinks um yeah. especially since you're in Bermuda all day one day, you're in St. Martin all day one day, you're in Puerto Rico all day one day. I'll be, I'll be at Barachina getting me some uh That's where it is. Dude, get me some piña coladas. So it's like all right, we'll be off the boat uh a lot of those days that we're on it. And we found out because we're Diamond members on Royal Caribbean we get four free drinks each a day. So I was like, all right. Oh, nice. Right, so yeah, so yeah. what what we need you to do if you're going to go to Barachina you need to do a review of, of the place that invented piña coladas. I'm in. Do it.
0: Are there Instead any uh, international
1: breweries too? Any breweries around those? If there is a brewery, I will find one and I will drink at it. Get and yourself? I will let you boys know. Get you yourself a Medaya. That's like their Core's Light. What is it? Medalla. Okay. N-D-A-L-L-A. It looks like Medala. Okay. With yeah, Medalla. dude. you got know to challenge me at good times. I'm in. We're, we're trying to hit in uh, Saint I'll Martin. Trying you know, to hit places to go to in San Juan. Me, uh, I want to take my son to um, when we're in Saint Martin, uh, Maho Beach, where the planes literally land right over your head, and oh, that's if you stand on the, up against the fence, you can actually get uh, sent flying. It's actually oh, awesome. That's Are you going to Saint Thomas? No, 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 Saint Thomas this time. Well, I was going to say because you can go to the place that invented strawberry daiquiri. I mean, uh, banana daiquiris. Oh shit. Banana Republic but, yeah, Banana Republic. <laughs> no, I will definitely be uh going to Bobacina. I will definitely be doing if I can find a uh little hometown brewery in any of the islands, I will do it. If not, I'll just be drinking ferociously and I'm sure I can come up with some retarded content. Yeah, look for look nice. for uh look for like a homemade like liquor that they keep under the sink. Dude, go. the last time I was in St. Martin uh, some dude was selling frozen, you know, like ice cold coconuts out of like an ice cream, like cart. And I'm like, Oh can we get two of those? Me and my buddy, Steve walked over to the bar that they have right on the beach. We're like, yo, can you fill these up with some rum? Of course. We slammed nose down all day. Nice. That's awesome. Dude, slamming nose down all day. Nice. <laughs> and then so we I- just started I- to jump off a dock. And we didn't know if we were allowed to or not because it's like, all right, this is a dock here. Let's jump off of it. And then some random hammer chick comes flying down the beach and jumps with us. She's like, oh, my God, high five. We're like, we don't know you. Stranger danger. So I watched this Joey Chestnut thing. That guy jumped. It wasn't before the event. He was mid-hot dog when he took yeah, that guy yeah. out. Ready, that guy, he's lucky so he, he didn't get the business. I would have stopped his ass out. He kind of he pushed the, the MC life. out of the way and knocked the MC over. Then he yeah. gave Joey Chestnut a shove to get on TV. And Joey Chestnut absolutely racked his neck. That guy's going to go need to see a chiropractor for the next couple of years. He, whoever that was, he looked really skinny. He might have been adolescent. Dude, he's lucky Joey Chestnut didn't go all hot dog. He I would have stomped his, ass I stomped his ass out. <laughs> I would have went straight up Triple H on that German dude that attacked Stone Cold. Dude, he Let has a broken Joe. leg. Just, How could he even do it? He couldn't even, like stand. I would have used my cast. What do you think would have happened if he would have like? He almost, just, listen, he almost costed him the the mustard belt. It's true. <laughs>
0: like Dude, that's Joey Chestnut's
1: livelihood. What do you think would have happened if Joey Chestnut would have purposely put him like rock bottom through the other end of the table and just absolutely ruined everybody else's hot dogs? <laughs> That'd been amazing. I would have given him the belt right then and there. Right. That would have been the greatest ratings that event ever got in the history yeah. of fucking hot dogs. That's true. <laughs> All right, well, we gotta move on to the next topics. TJ, yes, always a pleasure. I will it's see you right. in a week and a half. Enjoy your enjoy your uh, your cruise, buddy. Thank you, boys. Later. 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 So Manny I ben ben else really got fat? Who did? Manny Ben Willows. Oh yeah, yeah. He does look yeah. You're right. Chunky Monkey. So, we're going to move on to the Brooklyn Nets and talk about the disasters they are and just be happy that the New York Knicks are not much of a disaster as they are because Katie and Kyrie both want to be out, uh, but they want to play together. So, now they have to, in order to trade one because Katie wants out, you have to trade him with Kyrie. And then you need a package big enough to cut, like, <laughs> to offset the balance yeah. of money. Yes. Oh, that and because you want picks in return to build your team back up. I don't know what's going to happen with that, but. Fuck the NBA. I don't want to talk about the NBA because I wanted to do this for a long time. TJ's not here. We could finally do it, Nick. You saw Top Gun, right? I did. Top Gun review right now. We have four. Oh, let's do it. Let's Let's do it. That's how we get TJ off the show.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we're (laughs) talking
1: about the NBA, but we're not going to talk about the NBA. Yeah, we're talking about Top Gun Maverick. Well, he hasn't seen it yet, so I don't want to. I don't want to do it with him here. Nick, what do you think about Top Gun Maverick? I saw it in 4DX. And Which by awesome. God, it changed my life. I saw it IMAX, obviously not as good as 40X, but even at IMAX, it was incredible. Listen, 40X was amazing. If you haven't gone to a Regal Theater or Regal Cinema, whatever you want to call it, that has 40X, 40X is amazing, okay? 40X has like, when there's wind on the screen, you're getting wind in your face. My girlfriend, she had her hair not tied up, and I'm getting smacked with her hair because the wind was so strong, it was just like pushing it into my face. And you know what? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I was going to say, Aaron could Judge you feel the wind through your slam hair? I'm here in the eighth inning. I was going to say, Nick, could you feel the wind through your hair? Yes, I could. <laughs> and I, uh, think I might have pressed pause and missed this home run. Manny Benwell just gave a grand slam to Aaron Judge. That's awesome. In the eighth inning. Uh, 30 the of the of the season. I believe it's nine zip now. But anyway, moving forward with the top gun. Um, so 40X. It, it, it At one point, he's on a boat with uh jennifer connelly they're on her little dinghy that she's on and uh and uh she uh they're on the boat and there's waves splashing and next thing you know i get hit in the face with some water not a lot of water but enough to let me know like oh shit there's water yeah um there's there's these jets behind you every time a jet went by me like went by on the screen i got a blast of air by the side of my head that's so cool Uh, At one point, it is snowing snowing on the screen. It starts snowing in the theater. That's so cool. Uh, They're playing Disney World. Disney World has that. I have not. Um, At one point, they're playing football on the beach, which is very reminiscent of them playing volleyball on the beach. And um, I could smell and I don't smell that great because of COVID, but I could smell um, like the beach. I could smell like salt water and like I I don't know what the mix was that that they used, but it smelled like the beach. That's and crazy. it was, it was incredible. Like the whole process was just outstanding. Your chair moves with you. So it's, it's, it's like, uh, in six flags, if you're old enough, if you remember the right stuff, they used to have a, uh, they used to have a ride called the right stuff where you did like, the you hit like G forces or whatever it is, but it's like the recreation of when they broke the sound barrier. It used to be across yeah. from the great American screen machine. Very much the similar similar thing. And it cost us. We saw the matinee it was $24. And if you yeah. figure that normally the movie alone costs 12 yeah. Another $12 for basically a two hour, two and a half hour roller coaster ride. Literally, because you're just like, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's it was like, awesome. In Disney World, they have a Bugs Life kind of like that, a Bugs Life theater. And there's like, you feel like as if like bugs are calling on you. They have like the wind coming behind your head. And also Shrek, Shrek 4, 4D. In Universal is the same way, like they gallop on, the, on a on a horse, and you're like, you're feeling your chair move as if you're galloping. It's pretty cool. So that's, that's pretty be, awesome. Uh, actually I'll be in Universal that. in about six weeks. Oh, nice. So Maybe a little bit less. It's still there. July already. About a month, I'll be in Universal. Oh, well, I don't know if uh, if they still have that ride, the Shrek 40, but if they do, check it out because it's like that. It's I'm going down to Hogwarts. Oh, but they're in the same. Well, there's Universal and then Islands of Adventure. I'm letting you know why I'm going. I'm going oh, down oh, to go oh. get a cloak <laughs> and wear it in August while I kill little kids with the Elder Wand. <laughs> that ride's actually really awesome, too, Harry Potter. The Harry Potter ride, oh, yeah. so Top Gun great. Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. Uh, this movie was so good. How awesome was uh, Miles I, Teller as Goose's son? Uh, uh, I really liked good. him a lot. The, uh, I'll, let me tell you what I didn't like, okay? All right, go what you didn't like. Zero connection with any of the other pilots that weren't Rooster or Hangman. Yeah. Can you tell you. me what any of their names were? Uh it was Payback and uh Fanboy. And uh, Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix. Okay. Phoenix great. Uh, I think I think one of their names was Coyote. One was Bob. Bob was the Bob. And the only around. reason I remember Bob is because they made fun of his name. Yeah, he's like, What's your name? Bob. Like, no, no, what was your real what's your call sign? What's your yeah, call Bob. sign? Bob. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe on board. Oh, there was but Yale. Using- Wasn't there Yale or Harvard? I have no idea. One of them was like Yale or Harvard or something like that, like an Ivy League name. The, the fact that we're saying that is – again, that's my problem. Yeah, like we yeah, have, have zero going. connection with these people, right? Because I knew Iceman. I knew Slider. I knew I knew Wolfman. I knew Hollywood. Yeah, Merlin. You know, I knew Sundown. I knew Cougar. I knew Merlin. Like – Yeah, yeah. You know, like you, – you, you, you you knew you knew who the characters were in the original Top Gun because they were involved in the conversation. You know, like they had roles to play. These people, it didn't matter who they were. Like you could have had anybody there. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, it's sort funny. Of Bob is actually Bill Pullman's son. I didn't know that until after. Really? Yeah, that's his son. In real life. So he actually had a lot to live up to, considering that his dad helped stop aliens from invading <laughs> the planet Earth while in an F sixteen. I'm yeah. pretty sure he was he was, he was riding an F16 Raptor was F16 Independence Day. He's taking out aliens and uh, as a fighter pilot which is really funny. But um besides that I mean what did you what did you like about this movie? I thought the 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 uh the fight scenes like the air like the dogfights were incredible. Really I I awesome. I loved it. I loved that it, it there were two things there were things I loved and things that I didn't love and they were the same coin. I loved the uh the realism. I I, I rather I love the there's certain things we do in the military that they threw into this. And I'm like, yes, we do that. And then at the same token, there's a lot of things that we don't do in the military that they did. And I'm just like, yeah, nobody does that. Like, that's not a real oh. thing. Like, like you have that being in the background. Navy for 30 something years and you're still an Oh six. That's not possible. They had to kick your ass out years ago. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I like that in this movie, they finally all have their visors down because nobody flies with their visor open. Oh, yeah, that's true. They do so have their this history. whole movie, everybody had a visor over their eyes, and it took them 30 years to realize we can use a visor. It just has to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but what I liked about this, uh Hangman, right, is like eerily similar to Iceman, which obviously what they were going for. But he had like that feel like he did the pen trick that Val Kilmer did. They did do a lot of retcons. They did a they lot of did. retcons. They did, and it was it was pretty cool. Uh, the, was my the favorite retcon movie. of the entire movie was Maverick and Rooster. Spoiler alert: Maverick and Rooster are in a uh, F sixteen together, or F fourteen. Excuse me, they're in a Tomcat together. Yeah, and Rooster says, "Come on, Mav, do some of that pilot shit." And I'm thinking, like, how could he have said the exact same thing his father said 30 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, five yeah. years ago, really thirty thirty six 36 years ago. Yeah, that was that was cool. And, I, and you know, uh, I'm trying to think what was the other one that was a uh, good callback. I, well, no, obviously, great, football on the beach is, the is 100% beach. A retcon to, to them. playing. Was, the um, they play dogfight football. You ever hear of dogfight yeah. football? That's like yeah, yeah, that's not a thing either. That's <laughs> not a thing. And that's like impossible to keep track of. You play offense and defense at the same time. That's so stupid. They should just have them play football on the beach. Who cares? No, but the point of the game was not to win the game. It was just to have a good time. It was just to have a good time and, like, you know... Enjoy each other. Yeah. Make uh, you know, make a team. No, that's good. But dogfight football is not a thing. And uh, Things complex. I had a problem with. At one point, Maverick... No, shows you, up a, you already said you had a problem with everything. Maverick shows up to a funeral wearing blues, and then five scenes later, he's wearing whites. Whites are for summertime. Blues are for wintertime. <laughs> make up your mind, boy. Like, he... You don't just wear whatever you feel like. Like there's, you know how you can't wear white after Labor Day. It's because of the yeah. Navy. Oh. Like that's why, you, because in the Navy you don't wear white after Labor Day, literally. <laughs> um, also, uh, Penny Benjamin. How do they, What do you think of Jennifer Connelly? I love them bringing back Pen- Penny Benjamin. Yeah, it's she's never well, she never existed, but there was the two lines about Penny. He Benjamin. Did exist. First, you just never saw her. You just never saw her. So it's pretty cool that they brought that up.
0: The Admiral's um, daughter,
1: Penny Benjamin. I did love. I love Iceman being in the movie. I did, yeah, and that that's crazy because I didn't realize he sad. had throat cancer in real life. I didn't know that. I didn't know that, and I was like, "Oh man!" I'm like, "Val Kilmer's not. He doesn't look that great." Yeah. And I'm like I found that he had throat cancer. I'm like, "Oh shit! I probably shouldn't have said he doesn't look good." Like, obviously, I'm he like, doesn't look good. I'm glad, I'm glad. But for they Val- said it took it took ten him ten. like a lot to just do those two lines, like because obviously he's going through cancer treatment and everything just to be in the movie. Uh, so good for Val Kilmer to even just show up and be in that, and yeah, that was a that was a really good scene seeing him and uh, Tom Cruise together again. On the yeah, screen. absolutely. Um, I I see. I, I you said that, that that Hangman reminded you of Iceman. I I think he reminded me of Maverick. Just kind that, of oh, because v- yeah. verbose, um, v- good, but very knowledgeable that he is good. Like, yeah, he is. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe not as um. Maybe not as um, daredevil as Maverick was when he was a a lieutenant, but still, like, uh, arrogant. You know, I I never felt that Iceman was arrogant. He was was confident in his skills, but he was kind of like a quiet confidence. Mm -hmm. You know, he did things by the book, but he did it very well. Whereas Hangman's not, I I don't see Iceman starting a fight like Hangman does. No, no, definitely not. I did love the explanation for Hangman's call sign, though. Yeah, that he was leave his, uh, his wingman I'll hanging. Leave you hanging. Leave I, you I, hanging, I like which that. is funny because Hangman, like Maverick, he was a little, Obviously, he's a Maverick. He's <laughs> wild. Like, you know, so it makes sense to Hangman. It was. I guess you're similar to, to Maverick there. But I was. I just saw him as because Rooster, obviously, is supposed to be like kind of like that young, you know, fighter pilot, kind of like how Maverick was in the first one. And then you have Iceman and Hank because they were kind of competing the entire time. And it's also probably against the blonde hair, good looking guys. I think that's yeah. it. He was blonde hair with a good and, looking guy. And he did the Pentrick. That was it. That's, that's it. it. And then both their names and then man. That's why. Well, I'm just saying is Rooster had nothing like was nothing like Maverick. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. Rooster really wasn't like Maverick as much, but just young pilots. Um, but yeah, I mean that and that that relationship too, Maverick and uh and Rooster was also fun. Um that scene no, here, here's my like, here's my other beef, right? Yeah. Top Gun 1 came out in 1986. It's 36 years ago. Rooster's character was at least 6 years old when he was sitting on top of that piano. Rooster's 42 years old. He's a lieutenant in the United States Navy. No. Not possible. I I think you have to suspend time for this one because this movie was supposed to come out in 2020. I don't care. If it it came out in 2010, he was too old. Yeah, but they, you know they film it. (laughs) Yes, you're right. (laughs) Damn it. I think i was just saying like if it it was 2010... If it was 2010 when it came out, right? We're in the magic. Yeah, I guess so. But I, I can fucking count. Okay, (laughs) this is this movie is like Tokyo Drift fitting in between Fast and Furious Five and Fast and Furious Six. Yeah, I guess you're right about that. Where, where Tokyo Drift are using cell flip phones to video record shit? Meanwhile, in the previous movie, they had iPhone fucking (laughs) forties. Yeah, it makes sense the timeline portion of it, but. Listen, just just enjoy it. Just sit back, enjoy it. Don't think about the timeline. It's a great movie and like their uh the uh relationship between obviously uh Maverick and Rooster is a uh, is a good point in this movie. Also, my boy John Hamm was in this. I think John pretty good. Hamm did a great job. I don't know. Why? Cyclone? Cyclone. Cyclone, yeah. I don't know why they had uh Ed Harris be in that movie. Yeah, he was in it for like a second. He was, in, and he's one hundred and fifty years old. Yeah, he's old. Was he the same rank as fucking John Hamm, And he's like two thousand years old. No, I don't think he was. Wasn't he an admiral? And John Ham's an admiral. He's a court. Yes, he court was. Court. John John Ham was a three star admiral. Oh, was he? Yes, he, oh, was. I he was. I thought he was right. three star admiral. Which, at his age, he probably would be a three star admiral. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, Tom Cruise wouldn't be in the Navy because he's sixty and that's mandatory retirement <laughs> age. But Ed Harris is like fifty five thousand years old. He was old twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, he was. And Harrison, the first one, all right? No, I was like, yeah. What was the reason they for him put, put him that? in there? Because it was like, eh, why not? All right, well, what do you give this movie? What do you rate it? We're running out of time. Uh, out of out of uh, four stars, I'm gonna give it two thumbs up. No, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give <laughs> it. A, I'm giving it three and three quarter stars. That movie's fucking incredible. I loved it. Yeah. I loved everything about it. I really did. The retcons were amazing. Um, yeah. The, the 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 cinematography was very 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 good um the relationships between the main characters uh were, were great and they did capture that magic from the first one and that was that, that was going to be the hardest thing to do and they they achieved it yeah i agree 100 i agree with you uh, i'm only i don't believe in perfection so it's gonna get three and three quarters yeah i'll, I'll give it three and three quarters too i mean i would have given it four but then you're right i can't can't have perfection can't give it a perfection but it was definitely up there and it was uh it's just an enjoyable movie, and like, you're, like you said, they capture that magic again from from the original, and that's all you could hope for when you see a, a sequel, you know, 30 years later, 36 years later, whatever it may be, uh, but yeah, it was great, fantastic watch. So- I, uh, I'm like Johnny Depp in Once Upon a Time in Mexico, where he's like, I restore balance. This is the best puerco por beer I've ever had in my life, so now I'm going to go back into the kitchen. I'm going to kill the chef because I have to maintain balance. <laughs> And that's why this movie doesn't get four stars. (laughs) Then he leaves the table, gets up, and kills the chef. And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, that movie is – that's a movie too. All right, Nick, take us on home. All right, well, thank you for joining us here at the Scoreboard Addicts Podcast. I love the fact that Rook snuck in this Maverick uh, review. Um, We'll catch you again next week. Um, Next week, TJ will not be with us. He'll be on his cruise, cruising it up. But Rook and I will be back here with you. And I think we're going to have our Wrestling Addicts guys next week as well. Um, maybe yeah it gets me off today Ooh, okay yeah they were, one of them was cl- claiming Filipino status I think and he is not Filipino they're supposed to be on um, next we're supposed to go back to back but uh but yeah catch us again next week same bat time same bat channel
0: peace you